Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hello, 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 hello. It's so good to see you. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We have a lot of people starting to flow into this live spaces. Hello to you. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is one NFT crypto bull you don't want to mess with in real life. Nicknamed the KO Kid, today's guest has been a professional MMA fighter since 2005. He is a former King of the Cage middleweight champion and currently competes in Bellator's middleweight division. Lately on Twitter, however, many have noticed his recent admiration for all things crypto and NFTs. He is an outspoken advocate about his love for Dogecoin and has been on an NFT collecting spree that is inspiring to watch from the sidelines. It's my honor to share the stage with Keith Barry. What's going on, Keith? Man, that was the best intro I've ever had. Well, I'm good. I need you. I'm glad. I need you for my fights. <laughs> you, you consider me hired. We can make an NFT every time I do an announcement of a live fight. <laughs> Dude, it's so good oh. to have you. Thanks for joining the show. And I want to. We start with the same question always for every guest that joins us, which is just to tell us a little bit about your crypto or NFT journey, whichever came first. Uh, the first thing I got involved in was Doge back in. Uh, 2019 so kind of just bought a little and then i bought a little xrp and just kind of threw it away for a little bit no i didn't throw it away i just forgot about it you know Mm -hmm. tucked it under your mattress exactly and uh yeah back in um what was it last year november everything i got some more buzz about doge a couple buddies on reddit were like oh dude you should buy a little more i was like all right cool so i did and then elon started tweeting a lot and uh yeah i just kind of jumped on this doge train i kind of got obsessed uh, i was already kind of into crypto but um it was just easier because i work in the cannabis industry so i had extra money to mm-hmm. save and invest so i i pretty much all a lot of money that i was earning from the cannabis industry i just kind of threw and um yeah i sorry someone just tried to call me no but, no worries <clears throat> but um but yeah I, I really got obsessed um, earlier this year, and then I still love Doge. Obviously, I'm a big supporter of Doge, and I saw a couple of my other people that I follow just really got into NFTs, and I knew what NFTs were, you know, but I I, I don't know. It's 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 even hard to explain now. I would maybe say they're like digital baseball trading cards yeah. from different artists, you know, something like that with the different utility for each one. And they all have a different story and background. But now I've just been, I've been really hearing a lot of people DM me with a really cool stories and some of the stories I, I just get really into and people are so passionate. So I just want to invest in that. And I haven't sold one NFT. So don't ask me anything about selling. Um, I say a lot of stuff, but I haven't sold one. 
And uh, I'm just a collector. I'm just here to support people in the NFT community. And I'm not an artist myself. I made one NFT on the Ravencoin network because Ravencoin, you can make everything in-house. It's, mm-hmm. I think Ravencoin is true DeFi, but that's that, that's another talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to keep collecting NFTs and just uh, kind of learning about the space and uh, Gary V followed me earlier this year, and uh, that that kind of motivated me. So I kind of looked into his all his projects. And mm-hmm. uh, did you and, grab a uh, V yeah. friends yet? No, no, Not they're yet. a little expensive. They are, that. they are a little pricey. Yeah, and, but you know what? It's just cool to hear the story, especially the fact that you got in a couple years ago. And you know, um, I don't know, were you kind of tracking crypto prices the last two years, how crazy it was in like the beginning of 2020 when the pandemic hit, as we know, like the prices just totally bottomed out for for a bit, and since then have been raging. But uh, what was it like if you were kind of keeping track of crypto prices back then? Were you just at that point? Um, what was going through your mind as as prices were hitting all time lows and being kind of dabbling in the crypto space? Did you did you take that opportunity and just buy more, or were you just like I'm just going to hold on and see if if we can outlast this? What were what, what were you kind of thinking about uh, when 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 the pandemic lows kind of hit for the space? Yeah, when everything kind of hit its lows, I mean, obviously, I was a little scared. I was like, "Damn, this sucks!" And <laughs> yeah, we you know? like losing. I mean, I remember my portfolio, like in April, March, April of 2020, it was down like 80. percent It was insane how low it got. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, it was painful. But you know what? I just told myself, I'm like, I really believe in this. Nothing has really changed. My conviction is the same. I'm gonna kind of double down and uh, see see how this goes. So that's what I've been doing. This morning there's a little dip, so I threw a little more into it and doubled down. And I mean, if if, if Ethereum fails, I'm fucked. So I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> so you're big uh, is is Ethereum. You're pretty bit heavily invested in Ethereum now too, because of um, because of like NFT space, or just because you really yeah. believe in in the network that Ethereum has. Yeah, I really believe in the network. Um, Ethereum, even though Ethereum is a little more centralized now because there's so many big banks and stuff into it, but I do believe like it's gonna it's gonna do well. I think it's gonna be at like near 10k's at some point. Um, but and they're gonna come out with Ethereum 2.0. Um, there's just a lot of reasons why I'm bullish on Ethereum. Yeah. I I I think second, I have a lot of Doge, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm just gonna hold that for long term because that's what started me in this. That's what like that's what got me everything, you know, in this space. Like I wasn't into like Twitter as much. I, I go on Twitter here and there. I had when I'm fighting um, actively, I had like 3,500 followers. Mm-hmm. Now I have like 35,000. So oh, like, I was going to ask you about that. So a lot of, so you, you've actually seen more of your following come from crypto and NFT space than like your, than fighting space. Yeah, definitely. I, I only have like maybe like, f- 3,000 fight people and then maybe like four. I'm not really sure. But but yeah, now I have mostly like NFT and crypto people that are uh, following me and stuff. So it's pretty cool. And I obviously like cater to that. I talk a lot about NFTs. Yeah. But I really feel it. I mean, I am. I'm. It's pretty genuine, though, because I'm obsessed and I talk about it all the time to people that don't know anything about it. So and I have uh, somebody in the. Oh, this looks like it's Amy. Amy and the listeners. She has a. I think it's a world of apes. Uh huh. 
Let me look um, for... I just I just minted um, a couple of those too, so I'm just trying to collect and help out. You know, future, you know, great artists. I absolutely love kind of your outlook on this space. Like you're, it, you can tell you're just authentic. You especially giving the, you know, saying like I don't, I haven't sold anything. I mean that's a big deal. And also like holding your Dogecoin when it's showing that you really believed in it when it was hitting all time lows. Saying you know I'm not gonna sell. It's like I'm already, I already like this coin, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it. Uh, and so I just think that's really cool. And I think it's important. Uh, we talk a lot on the show about conviction and making sure that you believe in what you're buying in. And regardless, if I if I have conviction about what you have conviction about, it doesn't matter. It's about having conviction about the things that you buy that you really appreciate, you like, and it sounds like you do that. And you you know then then you're along for the ride, and you see how things go. But you're not you're you're not in it for quick flip. You're not in it because you're just trying to buy hype. You really are just you're just uh, invested in the space, and I think that's really an important lesson for anyone that's kind of starting to enter. Um, when you're when you're talking to people in the space or talking to family or friends about crypto and NFTs, is what's kind of their take or what are some things that you um, talk to people about when you're when you're trying to explain this this new space that you're in? I kind of like compare it to like Pogs or Pokemon cards. My mom, I kind of got my mom into Doge. She bought like in the beginning, she bought like ten grand in Doge. Wow, and um, then back it, in, it went up it, it back in this was in january of this year uh-huh. so yeah it went up i think she did pretty good and then i don't know she won't tell me like what she did if she cashed out she's like keeping that personal so i said okay whatever <laughs> but <laughs> she in the very beginning when i got into nfts i bought her a bears on the block it's like this yeah uh, this nft project so i bought her one of those so she can kind of be in, involved so she has a couple nfts and She's learning about it too. She's um she's a broker for a real estate company out here in Palm Springs. So she's busy doing a real estate thing and um I've had my license for a couple of years. So we do some side stuff with um hotels and motels. And um so she's definitely into crypto. She's been investing a good amount. So my sister on the other hand is uh skeptical on mm-hmm. crypto. But um she has a little bit too. Yeah, it definitely takes time, right, to be able to get people involved. I, th- I feel like um, with anyone in the space, my brother is actually in this room, Gutter Boy. He bought a Gutter Cat, and he that was his first NFT ever. And so ever since then, though, I was like, you've got to get on crypto Twitter. you got to just get on there and see what it's about. Uh, because as an artist, he's a, a graphic designer. I said, there's so many opportunities if you just take time and learn and grow in the space. And a lot of people either feel like they don't understand it or like him, they're like, I'm too late like it's already blowing up you hear about all these big sales i'm like you're not too late like it's still early and now he's had a lot of success and it's like you just got to join and really be able to uh learn about the space and grow with everyone else and that's the only way you're going to really understand how how big this is going to be yeah and you got to figure out what you want to do exactly are you gonna are you gonna hold for a long term because you believe in these projects are you a like nft flipper Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these guys, I've seen guys are like, oh, yeah, I did this. I flipped this NFT. 
and then the next week they lose like three ETH. So it's like mm -hmm. it's, it's and, hit and miss. And like, it's funny because they never talk about a lot of them don't talk about all the money they lose. I mean, there's some that do that are really that's important. But uh, I used to be into flipping when I was in um, just into crypto, and I'll tell you, I lost a lot more money than I did make money. And I just think it's also really easy to make money flipping when the whole market keeps going up, right? Like like you if it just keeps going up, of course you're gonna make money because everything's going up. But when it's starts going down you can really you can really you know fuck yourself over and lose a lot and uh there's not enough people that talk about that part of it yeah these down days man i just stay positive i try not to look at my portfolio too much and uh i bought some i bought some of the dips and then I, that makes me feel a little better that's my conviction for the future yes uh, long term a long-term holder so i did what my plan is so then now i'm not going to look at it i'm going to you know, buy some NFTs to make myself feel better. And I love then it. I'm, I'm gonna chill. That's what that's what it's all about. If you really believe in the space, these days are like, wow, this sucks. Like the the when we were going down in March or in April and May for a little while, I was like, oh, I'm gonna try. Like I was buying, I was buying, and it kept going down. And it was like a little depressing because you're like, man, I could have bought even cheaper. But and, but like you said, like even if Ethereum goes down another five to ten percent, it's still long term. Like you're buying it at this level is gonna look great in six months from now or a year from now, and so. So yeah, yeah, like you said, like it's of that conviction. You don't, yeah, it sucks that I didn't get in for 10% cheaper, but in the long run, it won't matter. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to remember these little price fluctuations in a couple months, you know. Yeah, you so. can barely remember when ETH was, you know, it was like $1,600 just like a month ago. And people forget that. It's like, it, it's easy. It, it's funny how as a human, as humans, we easily forget about, uh, like the the bad days uh, when things are going up and how quickly we just get down when things start to go back down for a few days. All right, I have to yeah. ask you something that because I'm crypto native and I love I've um, I'm a big investor in several big um, coins. And one thing I used to I'm I just got to come out and say it. I used to talk a lot of shit about Dogecoin, not publicly, but just like I didn't understand it. I don't I still to this day because it was made as like a joke uh, and like the creator of Doge said it's like just for fun. Like it was not something that I ever really got behind. However, I will say this. I've I can I've changed my mindset about um, kind of the trajectory of where Doge is, has the potential to go based on the community that it's built and also like the culture the meme culture is as a very powerful one that is not going to go away and so I have to ask you and then I we can kind of talk about it a little bit I was just curious about what made you so passionate about Dogecoin as opposed to like Bitcoin or Ethereum in 2019 what made you get into Dogecoin and what made you so passionate about that project well, I feel like Doge, it's easy to onboard people with Doge because it's its not intimidating. Some of these other things like Bitcoin, especially Bitcoin, you're only going to buy a very small percentage. So somebody that I'm trying to like onboard into crypto, that I'm trying to show, you know, the cryptocurrency industry, it's a lot easier to tell them about Doge, like do only good every day. Like I just love their motto. I love the community. And it's the first thing that I made over 10 grand. It was the first time I was like, oh, wow, I've like made like, a decent amount of money on crypto and um yeah i just i have to stay loyal to that and i i the people in doge are so sweet and so cool and when i was doing 
when I was kind of growing in the beginning, when my Twitter was growing and I was tweeting a lot about Doge, people would send me free Doge just because. And then I would be like, all right, I got to send more out to people. And then I'd be sending it out and giving free giveaways and then people would be sending me more. And I'd be like, wow, these people are so crazy and so nice and just all the kind words. I mean, there was just a lot going on. Yeah. So I, uh, and then I like their motto, bro. Like the mm-hmm. do only every day, like they're, they're in it for the right reasons. And, uh, and not only that is tipping. I like Doge for tipping because mm. you can, Oh, I'll, I'll tip you in some Doge. And they're like, wait, what? And then you could onboard them. You could talk about crypto. You could send them some Doge. You could set them up with a wallet. It's like the easiest way to get somebody in crypto. You're not going to do that with Bitcoin. It's going to take 20 minutes to get to them. You're going to send them a very small bit for, and then you're going to get charged a big fee. I mean, forget it. Yeah, and Doge but, is, is definitely like to tip or to send. You know, you can send someone a thousand Doge, and it's not like it's not going to break your bank. And it's cool for them to to be able to get it. And so it reminds me a little bit of like. Uh, in terms of onboarding, you know, the argument for Cool Cats NFT is like it's a perfect NFT for onboarding. They want to teach people about the space. And it sounds very similar, like the Doge community really took over. And that's I th- and I'm glad you said that because that's what makes me more bullish. Uh, I still don't own any Doge, uh, but I, I feel like I can't talk shit. Do you want shit. some? <laughs> you want to you some? But, are you going to tip me some Doge? I'll yeah, have to I'll send you 69 doge 69 doge hell yeah we're gonna you're gonna have to hook me up uh, after the yeah, show send, is send me your send me your wallet your doge wallet we'll get this done we gotta have you we gotta onboard you get you some doge all right crazy carl's gonna have some doge and i'm hodling that 69 don't even try to come at me buying my 69 doge coin because i'm not selling it <laughs> exactly. that's gonna be the best three dollars anyone's ever sent me you know what though i do think that um we talk about it a lot in nft community um but it sounds like dogecoin the power of it is not just because it's not yeah there's not like a utility it's not like uh, the doge network is like ethereum in terms of it being an entire ecosystem but as it grows it does have that potential if more and more people adopt it as just a currency like you said like you can just send me doge really quickly and if enough people adopt dogecoin just like any sort of coin then it it becomes powerful because it actually is widely adopted and has a strong community and that's what yep. decentralization is all about and so that's why even it's if the people's coin bro. exactly it's, it's the people's, people's currency. there you go and so yeah. that's what's powerful about it and i think that even uh people that are crypto native that you know I think the space constantly is evolving, right? Like in 2018, when if you didn't get into Doge, like okay, that's fine. Like you didn't, you weren't involved in it. Like I, and still to this day, like Dogecoin goes up and down just like everything else. But at the end of the day, the people that are really helping the network grow, spreading the word, trying to get people involved for the right reason, those are the people that I think it's very powerful to see. Um, like how the grassroots efforts of something can really take off. And you know, it's funny, I don't know if uh, you got in before this, but the Doge community too, I mean, they got pumped by the AMC and GameStop crew. You know, those the, the subreddit uh, community really came in and was like, Doge was their coin. And what was that like when you saw that kind of, <laughs> that like big pump like late last year uh, when so many people were like, Doge is going to be our next big thing that we're getting behind? 
Bro, it was like it's, it was like a huge roller coaster, honestly. Because then we had that huge pump, and then we had all that stuff with Elon going on Saturday Night Live, and all that stuff happened. So yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot of emotions in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I, I feel like there's still a big future with Doge, and they're they're working on a lot of things. And I I literally thought I had a friend that worked with Tesla. And he was telling me all these hints, and he was like, "Oh, um, I'm thinking, or I, I think our marketing team is talking about they're going to accept Doge." And I was like, "Oh, dude, let me know." And uh, he was kind of hinting towards a certain day, and he's like, "Oh, don't say anything." And then I just like <laughs> tweeted it because I was like, "I don't think he even follows me." <laughs> and then, uh, and then he kind of like got mad, and he doesn't even talk to me anymore. But I was really hoping that um, Tesla would do that if they would accept Doge and do that i mean that would be great that would be something that it's kind of a big hype thing they've been talking about it would kind of like really establish doge but um either way i'm i'm bullish on it for the future and long term and the reason you're bullish is mainly because of the community yeah community and it's easy to send you low fees Mm mm-hmm it's great for onboarding great for tipping you know if someone like I don't know, you're out in the city and you just meet someone really cool and uh, you guys have a good interaction and you want to tip them, and then it would it would be something perfect to tip them in. And then if they end up being a crypto nerd just like you, then you like you strike gold. You're golden. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, I love, I mean, the way you talk about it, it makes sense. And I think that's one thing that it's like, for me or anyone that, you know, doesn't understand or doesn't get a, a coin, I mean, when you're... I, I don't know if Doge is still, but for the longest time it was in the top ten coins. I think it still is. Um, but but when you have when you have a, a like a project like that or like a coin, even if it was meant initially as a joke, I mean the community decided to really pump in. I think the thing that a lot of crypto people or like myself, I was fearful. I didn't want to see people losing money because of a big pump and dump. But it feels like, like you said, like the community is staying. It's not like when it got really high, you just sold everything. Um, and I think that's important. Like if you're in it for the community and it, like I can't, I don't have any place to, to down that because that's what crypto and NFT is all about. It's about the community. Yes, so, 100%. I love 100%. it. Now you gotta tell me about. I saw this picture on your uh, Twitter um, about you getting a custom-made uh, Doge um, Axe body spray. Oh yeah! During the whole hype of everything, Axe sent me a message. They're like, "Yeah, we want to send you a Doge can," and it was like their only, you know, Doge. I almost said Doge flavored, but it was like Doge. <laughs> Smell like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it smells just like crypto nice and fresh and it's yeah. great that's awesome yeah. yeah you uh i thought when i saw that i was like man i didn't know if uh if you were sponsored by axe or how that came about but they just literally reached out out of nowhere to you which is so which is even better yeah i think they're gonna sponsor me in my next fight are I, they I, I, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. See, this was their in. They're like, let's get him the Doge can. Then he's, and then we're just, he can't say no anymore after that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't conflict with anything else. And I have like four sponsors, and they're like mostly people I've been with for a couple of years, and they're MMA companies and this and that. So I, dude, I'll take Axe. Axe right. Yeah. 
take that. But I mean, obviously, we haven't talked about any details, any money, any any anything. So we just, I just said, yeah, will you sponsor me? And they said, yeah. And then I kind of forgot about it. And now that I'm talking about it, I probably should hit them back up. <laughs> right? You got to get that fresh uh, crypto smell on you to dominate in every fight. I mean, that's just going to pump you up even more. So, all right. I have a quick question about if you have plans. I know you said you haven't really created anything, but you, you're starting to see the power of like NFTs and being able to connect with fans and stuff like that. Do you have any plans to really create any sort of NFT co- to connect with your fans, whether it be your crypto fans or your your fighting fans? Um, right now, I'm just going to kind of support projects that I believe in, that I like the art a lot. And I feel like they're going to have like a long-term utility or even just a long-term hold. Like if it looks like dope art, or dope art, dope art, then I just want to hold it for long-term and see what happens. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm creating myself. I'm not really an artist, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a mixed martial artist. I punch people and do stuff like that, but I'm definitely not like an, I suck at drawing. I'm not like that type of guy, but I support all these artists. I love art. I think it's really cool. It's digital art, something that I'm really into. And yeah, I'm just going to keep supporting from the sidelines. And uh, I'm going to get involved in certain projects that I like. And I'm involved in a couple projects now. And um, yeah, I'm going to keep that going. And Yeah, I think the way that you sounds like because you're you're able to partner with the projects that you really enjoy. And so I think that's a, that is a good way. Or, you know, if you start working with uh, different projects, have, have a, I can't imagine um, since you do have a, a bigger following now on Twitter, have you had a lot of people start reaching out trying to get you to pump their project or buy their coin? I mean, because you talk about your purchases a lot and what you're into. So I can't imagine your inbox has got to be pretty flooded with uh, with pitches. Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot. I get a lot. And then it's funny because if sometimes if I don't write back right away, they start like talking. <laughs> shit. They're like, Oh, right. Whatever, bro. You missed opportunity. You suck. Like, you missed it. and I'll be like, Oh, sorry. I was at work. And they're like, Oh no. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, and then, yeah, there's just, <laughs> there's just so much like Melissa. She's down here in the crowd. She's uh-huh. referred there's certain people in the community that I trust. Melissa is one of them. Amy is one of them. So I, like, if they tell me about something that's really cool, they tell me about a project I should be involved in, I'm going to just listen to them. So yeah. I'm kind of I'm a sheep in that way. But other projects that I, I really like the art, then I'll, I'll go with that, you know? Yeah. And then projects, I'm like, I just have a feeling about this one. I like the... I like the story, like the background story. I like who's involved. I... I get a good vibe off it, for, so then I'll just get it. And then sometimes I'm just in a spaces, and uh, like Pixel Source, he was in one of the spaces, and um, I thought it was cute and cool, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to pick up one of these and just like help support him. Yeah, that's something that I want to give you props for too, because that's what that's what initially um, drew me to you. I don't remember what space I saw you in, but you're constantly in Twitter Spaces, just learning. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Like this guy is um, in these Twitter Spaces, and I want to 
get, I want to learn from him. I saw you were a big supporter of Doge and you, you just constantly were tweeting about it. And I thought it's so cool. Like you're a pro professional MMA fighter. And I was like, I, I need to learn a little bit more about Keith. So that's actually what drew me to you was seeing you so active. And I think, um, if there's, if there's any lesson to teach people that are new to the space, um, I feel like you're so humble that you're just constantly trying to learn too. Is that what you would say for someone that's trying to find like the right avenue in crypto? Is it just getting involved, listening to spaces, trying to learn every day? Yeah, I mean, a lot of these artists ask me like, what should I do? How can I sell my art? How can I sell out? And you got to be on it every day. Like you got to be tweeting. You got to be showing people your art. You got to be shilling it to everyone even though i get so many dms i get so much i read them i look at them so if it's something really cool i'm gonna like it I, i'm not gonna like it. i'm gonna i'm gonna look at it i'm gonna look more into it but a lot of these artists are always asking me stuff like that so i would just say yeah beyond twitter spaces uh twitter is like a big it's a big space for crypto and nfts there's so many new nft artists and there's so many new nft projects so I think Twitter is a great spot to be and just learn about it all. But yeah, it feels almost like this is the the OG metaverse, especially now with spaces. I mean, like the crypto community, sometimes my wife has to like let me know about real world things going on and it's really depressing half the time. I'm like, "Wow, that's shitty. Let me get back on crypto Twitter. It just is such a happy place to be." Yeah, just go buy another NFT and then don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's people being abducted, people, you know, people dying in other countries. It's just so sad. And it's like, if we get more people on board, you see how positive this community is. It's like, we got to constantly try to fix the world. And I feel like this is like, it, we, it's not good to get distracted from real world events. But at the same time, like, if we're, if, if people are able to operate in such a positive space every single day it could change a lot of psychological problems that human the human species has right like we get we let so many things um kind of turn us into greedy uh envious negative uh, uh people and and it's like that's just not the way that's not the right we, we live in the in the 21st century like we shouldn't we shouldn't still have these types of problems and so it's important to kind of realize like how it can help us too in, in, in society. Yeah, no, but I love this space. I know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world and it's probably like, I don't even know the crazier time that we've had in human history. It's like, we're in the, we're in it, we're in it, but then we're also in the good days. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're in the good days now for NFTs and crypto. Things are going to get more regulated. There's going to be mass adoption. So, I mean, if you're in it now, well, you're early, so very early, and I don't know. It's a it's a good place for people. I know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, but it's a good place for people to come to space or come to maybe share your NFT art and just get away from that a little bit and um, be part of. I'm once you get involved, once you buy one of these NFTs and you check out the community. Another community is the Robotos. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, the art is so cool. The main creator, Pablo. He's so passionate. And then, dude, he inspires me. I like want to, it's, it's funny to say, but it's like, I want to train harder. I want to, I want to like fix my diet better. I want to just, I just want to sharpen up my life just because I see other people that are so inspiring, that are so dedicated to their craft. I'm like, shit, I need to fucking dedicate myself. I need to, mm -hmm. I need to do better. Oh, so 
it's inspiring and it's really cool to see. And it's, it's one of the things I love about this space. I honestly, one thing, well, now that we're talking about this, I have to start working out a little bit more and be on spaces a little less because mm -hmm. I've been on so much, but for anyone that's getting into the space that wants a positive space, Dogecoin is always a, a really positive community. And um, a lot of these NFT projects are, are the same. So I get the same vibe. Yeah, it's and it's so cool too. I mean, like one, it is positive, but then two, like being on the show and having people interviewing people. I've had several people that I've interviewed that were either homeless or they had nothing, and now they're getting six figure offers from people, or they sell. Uh, like J Jasty, who had a hundred ETH in sales in in just like a month. Who's now he's his family. He's fifteen years old, and his family's where his family was able to pay off their house, and it's like. Like, this is like such a crazy time. But then you also remember that this is borderless. And I look at kind of the numbers from the show uh, in like the data, and I start seeing like people from all over the world. I mean, you talk about Africa and Europe and the Middle East is like everywhere. There's people all over the world that are listening to this podcast. And it's insane just to see like how borderless this is. I mean, when you're just looking at an avatar, you don't know where someone's from. But like looking at the show numbers, you start realizing, oh my goodness like yeah there's people that are in in uh environment environments where they don't have opportunities and now here we are and they finally have a place where maybe they can um build some wealth uh because this is such a borderless economy and a borderless space and that's another like crazy thing to think about how i mean we can start um over you know overpassing some of the gatekeepers that kind of kept us away from being able to interact with each other and realize that we are all just one uh one community that like wants to help each other and help each other grow oh yeah bro amen preach i love all that yeah i mean isn't uh it's insane that this is like this is borderless and like you said like we're very early like we're we haven't seen it but just like in amazon in two thousand in 2001 and two you could have bought that stock for a couple dollars you know it's like insane what what has happened to early investors in that space and and this nft space reminds me so much of like the early days of some of these big tech companies except now we are able to uh, take the power back because we no longer were the product. We're able to benefit from the ecosystems too. And so I think that's another thing. It's like all of a sudden now, like instead of people making money off of us and using our data to, you know, sell sell us stuff. And it's like, wow, that's wrong. Like, let's all just, why can't we just distribute all that wealth that we give Amazon and Google amongst each other? I think uh, the world will be a much happier place. So no. And, and you're right about these spaces. It, there's a lot of people in you know places that cryptos are illegal, so they come onto these spaces, and they're trying to learn. And man, if you're in a place where crypto or even cannabis is illegal, I suggest you move. I literally from a friend, someone that you might need that, or you might you want more financial freedom. I say move, mm -hmm. literally. Yeah, and it, right. especially if you have the opportunity to. I know there's also probably some people that don't have the financial ability to move, but then it's just like a matter of finding ways yeah. to keep operating in this space and growing. Because even if you're stuck where you are, you can keep getting on crypto Twitter and find, you know, it seems it's funny because even though there are a lot of regulations, I mean, you've seen it time and time again, like people find ways 
to get overcome those those things. And um, I think ultimately, like you said, like in the end, it'll be inevitable that this is all adopted. And so it's just a matter of being patient and waiting um, because it when you see small countries already adopting Bitcoin as a currency, you kind of start to see like the wave that's happening and what's going to happen in the next five to 10 years. Like there's without a doubt in my mind, you'll be able to start spending crypto in stores and communities. And uh, if you want to buy things, but we're just, we're just still so early that like the, the financial regulation part is something that still has to get worked out and is good for the community because that means that uh, we'll be able to grow even more when that all happens. But like you said, like it's so early. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a good time. We're in the good days. I saw some tweet and we're in the good days now. So we're all in the good days. So, I mean, obviously there's crazy shit going on. Mm-hmm. So and NFTs, so, but I mean, maybe in history, we're in the, the crazy bad days, but um, I don't know. I think you should, everyone should just focus on themselves. And um, if you're looking to come into this space, you know, just listen to these spaces, you know, follow people that are knowledgeable and, you know, do your own research. Yeah. I mean, do real research. I mean, really look at stuff, really look behind projects, look to see if, you know, the, influencers are all the project leaders they're doxxed if they're anonymous if anything is anonymous i know this is cryptos anonymous but if you're into these you know big projects and you want people to spend all this ethereum on your project then you should probably dox yourself you mm-hmm. should probably have you know a verified type of project where people could look into it and read the white paper and you know all that kind of stuff but yeah, you have some to project. look at those communities and the like you said because like there's some people that if I mean like 888 is anonymous for example, but he's proven himself, right? Like if you have he's he's shown the kind of person he is before he launched a project. And so I think it's like if you're going to launch any sort of project and you no one knows who you are in the space, like don't plan on being successful because half of the people out there that are anonymous and just do one-off projects end up uh like rugging and you know pulling a lot of liquidity out and then screw a bunch of people over so you've got to if you you have to have a name basically that you could ruin uh because of you know you have that you you have to gain respect and if you really work hard to gain respect before you put out some sort of uh some sort of project then you're not going to want to mess it up because you have your your reputation on the line right yeah exactly you have a little um not really skin in the game but you're responsible. People can come at you if anything happens. Right. <laughs> you definitely don't want Keith coming at you because he's got he's crypto scented and he's ready to fight and pound down any bears, anyone trying to take any anyone's money in the space. Yeah, but I don't I don't ever fight just like normal people. I'm not an aggressive person. <laughs> I can tell you that. Know? You definitely don't seem like the aggressive type. So that's and I love that. I think that's badass. Yeah, I I only want to fight other fighters that have trained and we have something set up. You know, I'm not. I used to get in a lot of street fights when I was younger, and and yeah, I'm not into that anymore. I just want to chill and you know sell cannabis and buy <laughs> NFT. This is this is the good life. You are seriously living the good life right now. It's it's awesome to to just hear kind of your journey and what you've been able to to accomplish and uh, the passion that you have. 
And so I'm so excited that you were able to take some time. I know that you're going to work soon. So I'm going to switch over to uh, Community Corner. If you have a question for Keith, maybe we can take one or two questions. Uh, so please hit that request button if you have a question so you can come up. Um, I'd love to get a few of you to be able to ask a question to Keith for Community Corner. Um, and while we're waiting for a few people to come up, um, let me go ahead and ask you one more question, which is just about what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned um, in, in since joining the NFT and crypto space? Maybe it's a lesson about losing money or maybe it's about you know something you learned about researching. What's, some of, what's one of the lesson that kind of stands out in your head? Um, you can't own everything. You mm. can't FOMO into everything because I had a lot of good people like, you know, referring me to this or referring me to that. And I got into it, but then I got into another thing. Then I got into another thing. And it's like freaking Pokemon. You, you got, you try to catch them all. Every crypto, you try to get every, try to get into any, every NFT project. And you know what? I got a little spread out and just like stressed out. So I said, you know what? I'm only going to invest in certain coins that i really believe in long term and keep averaging down buying more if it dips and then i'm just gonna buy all the fucking nfts i can because it's fun and certain projects more than others and uh yeah so that's my main plan so i don't sell nfts so i just i'm in it for the kind of i'm spending all my extra money just on buying nfts but i'm in it for the long hold and just to kind of support the communities and I get something out of it, man. These, these people, everyone's so freaking nice to me. They pump me up when I'm training. I'm thinking about all these like kind and nice words. So it's, I mean, I'm getting something out of it too. It's, it's really cool. I love it. That's actually really, really good advice. If you're new to the space um, and something as someone that's in the space more, and I have some more liquidity that I even struggle with is like, I, there's so many projects that I want to get into. And you can't, you can't get into them all you've got to find. And so that made me kind of shift my attention is like, let me find two or three or four projects that I really love. And let me just go heavy into them. So that way, my time and energy can be reproduced back into the, the communities that I love because I do think a lot of people try so hard to have everything that then they get spread so thin and they can't really be a big part of the community for any individual project or, or coin. It's, impo yeah. it's impossible, right, to, to be able to, you hear about it, people saying they have like 100 Discord communities. Like you can't really be involved in that many because it's just there's not enough time in the day. Discords are hard for me too. I'm on Twitter so much and I'm on these spaces. So, and you can, you can DM me. You could like talk to me right away. The discord, everyone's like, Oh, the discord's crazy. I'm like, Twitter's crazy. Did you see my DMS? They're crazy. <laughs> like, uh, but you know, FOMO people are always trying to get me FOMO into this. And they're trying, they, they always threaten me whenever I hear somebody like DM me and then like threaten that if I don't get into this project, then I'm going to miss out. I'm like, bro, I don't even care. I'm. This is all like for fun for me. I'm. Ar I already won. Like, don't worry about it. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna miss anything, you know. But if it's something that it's cool and I'm like really like the project, maybe I like the the developers. Maybe it's like a like the Chronic Cats. It's um, it's a daughter, a husband, and wife, and they make all these drawings together. Like, I love that. That's like something that hits home. It's something that's. It's genuine. It's something real. So I'm like, yeah, I'll invest in that. I'll like, you know, I don't know. Stuff I love like that. that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and and I mean, I love that you always you're trying to respond to everyone. I mean, that just shows how humble and kind you are. But like you said, like some people, I mean, they're they really try to play with human emotion, and it's messed up. Like no one, there's no reason if someone's trying to get you to look at their project or their space, and then they're like start talking shit after you don't respond for an hour. It's like that just shows. I mean, the in exact opposite of the way that you should be operating in the space which is basically shilling yourself and not really giving a a shit about anything else yeah but on the flip side i am a stoner so i forget and i had a message from a pretty big project and they were trying to gift me a free like nft that is in a great big project and i didn't see it so it's like it's I just there's so many DMs sometimes so sometimes it's just like it's my bad I'm sorry and uh, it's probably a great project I want to get into but if I don't see it it's like I don't know but I ended up getting that DM and um, I got that going and everything worked out nice nice love to hear it all right we are going to go ahead and switch over here to community corner I've got a couple questions on this Twitter post that I have if you have a question and you can't come up you can also go on to the second pin tweet above and you can ask your question there we're going to start bringing some people up though if you hit that request button and come up you can ask uh, Keith a question get your catnip and questions ready it's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. All right. This one comes from uh, Erebos NFT, and they said, what is the best advice that you can give to new NFTers? <clears throat> um, NFTer, is that somebody buying? Or I, I assume maybe someone buying or selling. What would maybe each one? What would you say is someone okay. new collecting? And then maybe if someone's trying to get a start in the space, the as an artist, what would your advice be? If you're an actual artist, and I would just say keep posting your art, like keep making a daily post every day. Kind of look at how other people make their Twitter posts, and then. Just copy, like copy them and try to like get good engagement, try to use hashtags and, um, you know, try to connect with other artists that might be coming up too, or maybe that are semi-established to try to help you come up. But me personally, I'm not an artist, so, and I don't make NFTs, so I try not to give too much advice on making them or, you know, all that, but I buy them. And the reason why I buy them, I just buy them on my own aesthetics you know my own look so certain projects like chronic cats right down there like i like the i mean obviously i'm a stoner so chronic cats i like cats i like chronic so (laughs) i mean i'm already i'm already in love with the project and then when i hear about the genuineness of it and how it's uh you know father and wife and um our husband and wife and daughter making these together and they kind of share in the art and they they almost like proofread them together it's like it's pretty cool to hear and stuff like that I buy into. Yeah. But hey, look, I, I have my own budget. I have my own stuff going on that I use for my money. If you don't have a lot of money and you're trying to make money in this space and get rich quick, it's like a lottery. It's hard. It's hard to come in and find which one is going to a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, yeah, it's 
Yeah. Like you said, uh, though, user- you're 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 so involved in the community. I feel like that's one of the biggest things is like get involved, like like get to know people, learn about others, try to get like a handful of people that you can kind of do your journey with. Right. Like that you're close with that you can kind of grow with in the space. And I see I think that's something like you're small, like don't don't always look up if you're just starting. Don't expect, you know, responses from people that have thousands and thousands of followers. Find other people just starting and uh, be a part of their journey and kind of grow with people, grow with a community, instead of just spending all your time shilling, you know, people that probably aren't going to look at your your stuff. I think it's uh, so important to get involved. And uh, you mentioned that earlier, and you're so good about that, Keith, is just being involved in the community. And I think like, that's what we just got to see more of. If you're just getting started either collecting or buying, just find some communities that you really love and that you can connect with and make you a best, the best person you can be. Yeah, and then you'll start following along what they're doing and you'll, you'll, you'll make some connections. And then yes. you know, you'll branch out. You'll start, you know, once you learn a little more, you'll, you'll start figuring it out. Yeah. Just, you, gotta, you gotta be consistent. You can't just come on here one day and then you know, you don't find anything cool or nothing like vibes with you. And then you're like, all right, I'm over it. Or you post one day and then you don't post anything the next day. Or you, yeah. you, It's almost yeah. like you got to like dedicate it as a job because if it's, if you're an aspiring artist and you really want to be known, then you got to like work at it every day. Right. And you got to mm-hmm. like show, if you already have a bunch of work, then just show your work every day. Yeah. And uh, I mean, try to con- like just like what i said i i, I think a hundred percent i mean i think of my brother who's in the audience gutter boy he uh he just started in the space about a month ago and he started with you know i i uh, got he joined the gutter cat gang that got him a couple hundred followers and then he started doing free art he didn't even charge anything he just started making art uh derivatives for some of the gang and they loved it and then people asked if they could buy one so he started selling them for like 0.03.04 eth and he just now he has other artists that he connects with i mean so in a month i mean now he's at over a thousand followers he's just like he's grinding you know you you can't just do it over night it's not something that happens like you connect with people you grow with people you don't you give things to people because you appreciate them and that's how you start you know gaining that traction and i think that's if you're looking for a way he didn't come on trying to sell things for one e he still hasn't sold it i mean he think his biggest sale is like 0.15 but he's just going to keep grinding grow slowly and a lot of the artists in this space are the exact same way you just grind it out you grow with people you find people you love and that's what this space is all about so shout out to gutter boy shout out to every new artist in the space you, you it's all about finding people you connect with and doing things to help them out and then they'll find ways to help you out yeah bro you're good with this you're you have a word a good tongue with like a radio you have a good radio voice you know what you want to say you get your thoughts out there i like it Keith, I appreciate you so much for taking time to come on here. This has been so much fun. And I want to give you a shout out too, because I've seen you in the space uh, for other guests that have been at the show. And uh, I've seen you hop in here and attend attend from time to time. So thank you so much for being supportive of this show too. I really appreciate you. And um, are there any last words, anything you want to talk about before we close out? No, no, not not really. I'm going to go to work and um, I have a buyer's meeting right now. But yeah, thanks everyone for coming and listening to us. And thank you, bro, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. And 
if anyone's thinking about buying an NFT, just do it. Just, just do it. Right on. That's a good way to end the show. Uh, just jump in and start your journey. Thanks a lot for tuning in. If you just came in and you missed any part of the interview with Keith, I'll also put it up on the crazyaboutcryptoshow.com or follow um, and put on your notifications so that I can uh, update you on when I post that. It'll be shortly. Also, make sure you're following Keith about his journey in the space. It's so cool to see someone that has a voice and is using it. And like he said, he only had a few thousand followers uh, for MMA, and he's just grown steadily because of his active participation in this community. And that's what, how it's done. You just got to continue to grow with the space. So until next time, keep this. I think this should help motivate and, and keep you grinding until our next show. This has been another production of Gutter Cat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.